Episode 12. Sometimes I just want to give up. Hey, what is up, my friends? Welcome to Episode 12 of The John Becker Show. I'm calling this a very special episode of The John Becker Show. Kind of like when we were kids and we watched those TV shows like Family Ties, where they would say, This week on a special episode of Family Ties, Alex finds out that he's failing his exam. Well, the reason this is a very special episode is because most of the time when I put together a podcast, I have some general show notes that I use to kind of keep me on track. And while I have a very rough outline of my content for today, the reality is this is going to be a very free-flowing stream of thought podcast. I've been feeling a lot of discouragement lately, and I'm just going to see where that takes me as I share with you today. Our quote of the week is from Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was the Prime Minister of England during World War II, and many people consider him to be the greatest Brighton of all time. He's almost certainly the most famous Prime Minister, and he was famous for inspiring the British people to resist against the Nazis and their invasion. The German air raids of London were just decimating the capital city, and Winston Churchill was able to galvanize them and encourage them not to give up when most of Europe had already fallen to the Nazi machine. Winston Churchill is famous for having said, Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Let's talk about loss of enthusiasm. Now, I'm not equating my own situation to World War II by any stretch of the imagination, and I certainly would never try to minimize the horror that the British people had to go through when they were fighting back against the Nazis. But I am fighting some of my own battles and struggles right now, and candidly, I am struggling to maintain my enthusiasm. The reality is the fact that you're hearing this podcast at all this week is a minor victory on my part. I really didn't feel like doing a podcast. I've been feeling somewhat discouraged in my business lately, and I just didn't feel like sitting down and talking through it or trying to put on a happy face and put out something inspirational. And then I felt kind of prompted by God that, you know what, it's okay to feel discouraged. It's okay to feel down, but you shouldn't hide it. Don't put on a fake face. Don't put on a facade about how you're feeling. In fact, um, if you're honest and share with your listeners what you're genuinely going through, they will probably appreciate you a little bit more. So that's what I'm going to do this week. I am going to just kind of throw out there what's been going on in my head and in my heart. And it's really kind of interesting. Two weeks ago, I went skydiving. And for the week following that, I was on cloud nine. I felt like there was nothing that I could not do. I was ready to charge the gates of hell with a squirt gun. And I believed that anything and everything was possible. I was on an adrenaline high, and I recognize that. And there's nothing wrong with being on an adrenaline high. But those things tend to wear off. And then reality sets in. And I started looking at where I am in my business, which is still very early on. And I started looking at 
the contacts that I'm trying to make, the connections and the networking that I'm trying to do in order to find people who might be looking for someone to speak to their organizations or their groups. And it just hasn't been going as well as I would have hoped. When I got back from the Free the Dream conference about a month ago, I immediately reached out and contacted over 200 Indiana high school principals to let them know that I was available for speaking opportunities, uh, that I was targeting high school students who are struggling with academic pressures, and that I have overcome a great deal of academic failure and succeeded. And I want to share with those students how they can avoid some of the same pitfalls that I avoided. So I sent out 200 contacts, as I said. I got responses back from six principals, three of whom said, thank you, but we're not interested. Please don't contact me again. And three of whom said, that sounds interesting. Please send me your contact information and information about your speaking and so forth, and we'll get back to you. And of those three who said that they would get back with us, none of them have responded yet. So I'm getting ready to follow up with them. They obviously were at least interested enough to ask for my information. But three out of 200 principals is a success rate of 1.5%, which is a little bit below the average. I understand that in cases like this, contacts like that, you might get less than a 5% uh, response rate. And I could deal with that. 5% response rate would have been 10 high school principals, not six. And so I've only got three warm leads right now. It's kind of discouraging for any public speakers out there who are listening and know what I'm talking about when it comes to marketing yourself. That just doesn't feel real great. I've never been a salesman at heart. And I knew that going into this business would involve some sales and marketing. But when you're trying to sell yourself and you're getting such a meager response rate and you're getting people who are telling you point blank, nope, not interested, I don't even want to have a conversation, it can be a little discouraging. And that's okay. The problem is that I am a highly emotional person and I tend to take things personally, even though I know that I should not. And so this is a growing point for me. I believe it's something that God is helping me to work through, and I'm going to do that. Now, I said, sometimes I just want to give up, and I think that's true for all of us. All of us have a point in our life where we feel like giving up, and sometimes we do give up. And I'm not going to give up, but it is hard to persist when you're feeling like you're beating your head against the wall, like you're yelling out in the desert and nobody hears you. In addition to those 200 high school principals that I reached out to, I reached out to 70 different Rotary Clubs in Indiana and Illinois. Now, for those of you who don't know what a Rotary Club is, the Rotary Club in your local community is a community organization that is dedicated to helping better the community. And they will engage in a variety of projects or support a number of charitable organizations that will try to make life better for people. Rotary clubs meet usually on a weekly basis. Some of them meet on a bi-weekly basis. And their purpose is to gather together as businessmen and women in a community and talk about how to benefit their town or their city or their county. Every week at a Rotary meeting, they will bring in some kind of speaker. And they don't pay those speakers. But 
speakers still want to go and speak to and meet with Rotary Club organizations because it's a great opportunity to network. So last week, I reached out to 70 different Rotary Clubs in Indiana and Illinois, and I got responses back from about a dozen of them. Now, I want to remind you that Rotary Clubs do not pay their speakers, so I'm volunteering to come in and speak for free, which is perfectly fine. I have no problem with that because the benefit I gain is the opportunity to meet people and network. But every Rotary Club wants to have speakers every week. And so most of the Rotary Clubs that I've connected with and spoken at, and I've spoken at about uh, 12 to 14 Rotary Clubs in the last six months, most of them are excited to have somebody volunteering to come in and speak to their group. But of the 70 that I contacted, only about 12 of them contacted me back. Now, of the 12 that contacted me back, I have confirmed and booked seven Rotary Club meetings, so that's 10%. 10% return on those 70 Rotary Clubs is not terrible. About five of them said, you know what, we don't have any openings for speakers right now, but we'll keep your name on file and we'll reach out if we have a need in the future. So I consider those to be warm leads that I can follow up on in the next few months. But a full 58 of them did not even contact me back. These are organizations who are looking for free speakers every week, and 58 of them did not even bother to contact me back. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, is my story not compelling enough? Is there not a need for what I have to offer? I can't even get organizations to book me for free. And that was pretty discouraging. So I've had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of real introspection in the last few days. Because I've always said that if I could help just one person, all of this effort would be worth it. And I've I've had to ask myself the question, do I really mean that? Is that just some kind of noble platitude that I'm throwing out there? If I could help just one person, then everything that I'm going through would be worth it. That sounds so noble. That sounds like a knight preparing to charge into battle. And it sounds good, but if I don't really mean it, then it's just a bunch of BS. Do I really mean what I say? When I say that if I could just help one person, it would all be worth it. Because here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. I have already had more than one person tell me that my story that I shared with them has helped them. I have students who have come to me at work and said, you know, Mr. Becker, I read your book and it encouraged me to take a step and go into business for myself. I'm going to do this because your book said take the first step. I've had students who have read the section on study habits and said, you know, this makes a lot of sense, Mr. Becker. I'm really glad that you shared this. I've had people come up to me at Rotary Clubs and at organizations I've spoken at where I've been paid, and they've thanked me for being there. They've asked for a copy of my book or bought copies of my book, and they've said, you know, this is really beneficial. I'm going to share this with people that I know can use it. And so the reality is that I have helped people with my story. I, I took a risk when I wrote my book. I took a risk when I published it, not just an emotional and a personal risk of putting my story out there, but there was also a financial risk involved in that. I've taken a lot of risks to get my story out there, and I've had a lot of people come back and tell me that my story has helped them, and yet I'm feeling a little bit like I want to give up. And that really stinks because it's revealed to me that the whole idea that if I could just help one person, it would all be worth it 
is really not true at my core. And I hate that. It's been a revelation to me that I'm more shallow than I think I am. I'm not as noble as I think I am. I realize that at the core, I want to help a lot of people. But one of the main reasons I want to help a lot of people is so that it can make me feel good and it can make me feel important. And hopefully it can make me some money. And I'm embarrassed to admit that. I hate the idea that I'm going to put this out in a podcast for people to hear. I also know, even as I say that, that I could easily just delete this and none of you would know. But I'm not going to do that. Because for the past 11 podcasts, I've been talking about the importance of accountability and honesty and integrity and things like that. And for me to sit here and contemplate deleting a bunch of content because I'm revealing too much of myself would be disingenuous. So I've come to realize that I'm full of it sometimes. I guess we're all full of it sometimes. When the truth is revealed, I guess we all have moments where we say things that we don't genuinely believe or mean. And that's kind of It's not really a deep, dark secret. Anybody who's listening to my voice can probably identify at least one time in their life when they said something or they did something out of selfish motives, but they tried to make it look like it was pure. As I get older, I begin to despise that attitude even more in myself. Maybe that's just maturity. Maybe that's just finally growing up. You know, I'm 55 years old. And I was at a wedding renewal uh, this, this past weekend. In fact, I officiated the wedding vow renewal for one of my very best friends, Eric Berman. For those of you who recognize that name or don't recognize that name, Eric Berman actually wrote the foreword to my book, The Flunked Out Professor. He has been one of my best friends for over 40 years. He was the best man in my wedding. I was a groomsman in his wedding. And we have been through a lot of life together. And I love him like a brother. And he asked me, to conduct the wedding vow renewal for he and his wife, Christine. They've been married 30 years. And what an honor that was. What a privilege it was for me to be able to do that. So Eric was there and I was there. There were some other friends there. And there was one other friend that was there named Jamie Cuffia. Jamie is another Crown Point High School alum, another friend of Eric's and mine from high school. And when Eric and Jamie and I were standing around talking, Three men in our mid-50s, talking and joking. I felt like I was 16 again. I felt like I was back in high school. And that was a great feeling because I love those guys. But I also sometimes feel like I, I, I feel like I'm always 16. I don't feel like I've really grown up. You know, I've got grandkids and I've got kids who are married. And my wife and I have been married for 32 years. And I've got a good job and I, I make a decent living and... I have a lot of people who respect my teaching and things like that. And yet, deep down in my heart, I still feel like a kid. So when I feel like giving up, when I struggle with these emotions, a lot of it is fear. Because I feel like I'm this 16-year-old kid, and why would anybody want to listen to me? Or why would anybody want to have anything to do with me? So if nothing else... This podcast today is giving me a great opportunity for some self-therapy. I hope that it hasn't chased too many of you away. 
It's it's kind of like a train wreck, you know. And by the way, when I was nine years old, I actually witnessed a train wreck. I witnessed as it occurred a train derail in front of my house. It was one of the coolest and scariest things I've ever seen. But the thing about a train wreck is that when it occurs, you just can't look away. And so if any of you are cringing and feeling like this podcast is a train wreck, at the same time, I bet you're not turning away because we just can't stop looking, or in this case, listening, when things go off the rails. But there is a purpose to all of this. There is a purpose to what I'm sharing with you guys today. And that is that sometimes I just want to give up. And there have been plenty of times in my life when I have just given up. But this is not one of them. So after I get this podcast edited and uploaded and ready to publish, I'm going to go back to the internet and I'm going to begin researching anew conferences that I can attend and speak at, organizations that hire speakers or even bring them in for free. And I'm going to persist. I'm going to keep on pushing ahead because the reality is, yes, I want people to like me. And yes, I want people to pay me to speak. But I also firmly believe that my story of overcoming failure is unique to me. And I believe that it can help more people. I want students to succeed. I want businesses to succeed. And if there's any little piece of information or any little piece of my story that will help anyone a little bit, I want to get it out there. And the only way I can do that is to continue speaking to people. So I've got to take off my blinders. I've got to take off my tunnel vision of trying to become extremely wealthy as a public speaker, and I need to focus on serving. That's really what it's all about, is serving one another. Because the reality is, we all know this, when we go to a funeral, the casket with the deceased person lying in it is not lined with money that they're going to take with them. The only thing that we can do is serve people and leave a legacy so that when we do leave this planet one day, the people who are left behind are better people because they knew us and they will take the legacy that we leave and they will share it with other people down the road. I told you that this was kind of an unscripted podcast today. I'm just kind of wandering where my thoughts take me. And I hope that it has not been too painful for you to listen to. I'm grateful for the people that I have met on my journey. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have served people. And I'm grateful for the people who have served me. And I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to persist and I'm not going to give up, even though I feel like it sometimes. We all feel like it sometimes, but that doesn't mean that we just throw in the towel. You know, I <laughs> a few years ago, uh, the Chicago Cubs were losing 100 games a season, and I'd been a Cubs fan for over 40 years, and I was so frustrated, and I was ready to give up on the Cubs and just quit, but I didn't. I stuck with them because I'm a Cub fan at heart. And in 2016, they finally won a World Series, something that I never imagined they would do. And I'm so grateful that I didn't give up on them. Because if I had quit being a Cub fan and then they won the World Series, I would have just been ready to hit myself in the head with a baseball bat. Now, I don't equate fandom of a sports team 
with giving up on my dreams or giving up on my pursuit of a public speaking business. But it's a small example of how if you give up on something and then success occurs in the arena that you gave up on, you're really going to regret it for the rest of your life. So if you're listening out there today, I would ask you the following question. What is it that you're striving for that you're ready to give up on? Is there something that you just want to quit? If there is, take a step back. Really give yourself some time to think about it. Think about what the result would be if you quit on your dream. For me, I had a dream to go skydiving. And when I was over 350 pounds, I, I gave up on that dream. I did. I never imagined it could happen. But as I slowly began to lose weight and I got below 300 pounds and then I got below 280 pounds, I started to realize that, you know what? I still want to do that. And it's possible if I can get below 250 pounds. And so I rededicated myself. I did not give up. And two weeks ago, I got to fulfill a dream. And I'm so grateful that I did. I want to do it again. But if I never get in another airplane with a parachute on my back and I never skydive again, I will have done it. And the reason I did it is because I did not give up. So I'm not going to give up on my dream. I know everyone out there has some kind of dream that they're pursuing. And I want to urge you today not to give up on it. This episode of The John Becker Show is brought to you by our sponsor, Crown Media Group. If your website needs a makeover or if your business is in need of rebranding, visit my friends at crownmediagroup.com. They do spectacular work at affordable prices, and they have the best customer service in the industry. Check them out today. That's all the time we have for The John Becker Show this week. I want to thank you for listening. As I said, I was a little bit all over the map. And for those of you who know me well, you probably heard that I got a little emotional in my voice, but that's okay. I want to be authentic and I want to be real and I want you guys to know the real me. So, hey, if you are struggling and you want to give up, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at our website, johnrbecker.com. Remember, John is spelled J-O-N, no H, johnrbecker.com. Reach out and Share with me what is it that you are struggling with and that you want to give up on and share with me how you're going to persist through that. Or if you have a dream that you have given up on, I would love to hear that story too. I will keep that confidential unless you give me permission to share it in the show next week. But I just want to be there for you as a listener, as well as a voice to share with you what I'm going through, to hear what you're going through and to just push through to become our best selves. Thanks for listening in this week. I hope that you'll all come back next week when I'll have a very special report from the Igniting Souls Conference in Columbus, Ohio. Have a great week.